Hi, and welcome to The Social Angle, a podcast that helps promo pros gain an edge in the social media realm. I'm Vinny, and on this episode, I am joined by Performa's new social media and PR specialist, Mike Ross, to talk about lessons he learned from a decade in the sports and entertainment industry, what he thinks of his new industry, promotional products, and how he earned two cup rings with the Tampa Bay Lightning, and much more. Mike, welcome to The Social Angle. Vinny, it's a pleasure to talk to you. Every time, I enjoy Always. Yeah, I know. It's only been three months, but we, we, we've talked uh, quite often. Um, so before we get started, uh, can you tell us a little bit about yourself and your background in social media? Yeah, absolutely. I think it, it really all starts, you go back to like 1996, 1997, my parents let me play around on a computer. And from there, it just progressed. Technology, society progresses. And before you know it, Facebook doesn't require you to have a what, .edu email address. And then from there you make that. And it seems like 10 other social media platforms came up and are no longer with us. And we've got these, what, core four, five or six of them now. And I love it. I think it's honestly, it's an educational tool more than anything. So you grew up with the internet. You grew up with social media. Um, you're a generation or two uh, below me. I'm Gen X. I, I don't know if you're a millennial or Gen millennial. Z. You're a millennial. So yes, you grew up with social media. So tell me a little bit about your background in terms of professional experience with social media. You know, it's one of those things where, you know, I was, I've always watched more than everything. I'm pretty much, I'm a pretty keen observer. Uh, and it seemed like those people were always with it, always in the mix. And I kind of just shadow those people try to make friends with those people more often than not, or kind of just see what I can learn from them. Uh, then you fast forward a few years or so, and I'm with the lightning and we have a, a few Instagram and a few Twitter accounts, Facebook accounts, and no one was really monitoring and checking it or even playing with it. And I just saw it as an asset that was kind of dying. And I just asked for the username and login, started playing around, got a few likes, got some engagement and impressions, so on and so forth. And then you start feeling like, wow, this is, this is kind of powerful. Like this is a pretty cool tool to use. And I, I'm pretty open with it. I, I went in with zero experience. Like, don't get me wrong, I was a user but I wasn't a performer, I guess, until that point. And someone was like, you're, I think you're good at this. And I was like, yeah, I think so too. I don't know though. I'm just going to keep playing with it. We'll see where it goes. Hopefully I don't get fired it's over it. It's addicting, isn't it? Yeah, it's fun. It's a rush. Yeah, for sure. So your, your background is um, in PR, correct? Yeah, PR communication. And then you sort of kind of fell into the social media, you know, you know, just kind of like as personal choice. Yeah, I think there's a there's a there's a there's a bridge there between the two of them where you start seeing, you know, not just the iPhone notes of people issuing apology statements, right? But you actually see major outlets, whether it's sports, politics, medicine, education, college, start using that tool to get their message out to, you know, the people and the public. And I think that the two meet I think the two very different things, PR and social, but they're a lot alike. Totally. So you have um, a lot of experience in the sports and entertainment industry, uh, yeah. including since with the Tampa Bay Lightning, uh, PGA, and also professional soccer. Uh, what are some of the social media lessons you learned while working for these businesses? It's a machine when it's done correctly. It is a team. It is 24-7 surveillance. It is a living, breathing organism that you just have to take care of. It's you have to be everywhere and nowhere at the same exact time. 
Yeah, I agree. I think um, from somebody who is, you know, a big sports fan and I follow a lot of teams and I see what the social media um, presence go through because like I root for the New York Jets and the New York Jets are terrible. And the problem with that is that their social media team takes a beating. You know, I can't imagine having to be on, you know, as a team for, for, for a sports team that that's not very good. Now you've had the experience with the Tampa Bay lightning. Now that must've been the opposite end of that spectrum. <laughs> yeah, honestly, I am not trying to pile on here, but it would have been, it would have been a lot easier if the team was terrible because nobody chirps and nobody comes after the losers. Honestly, when you're like, it's, you've always got to be careful. It's, it's the spelling, it's the grammar, it's the correct account. It's all of the above, right? It's, but what people don't talk about is it's a full-time job. Like it, I, people make the joke of oh, the social media intern, like, no, it's not. It's a person that is pretty much a doctorate in their field of doing this. It's an actual science. Um, it's a lot of late nights. It's a lot of early mornings. It's, it's weekends, it's holidays. It's, you can schedule whatever you want, right? But at the end of the day, you have to just keep up with it. I mean, I was working on this past Christmas. I was working on the Christmas before that and so on and so forth. Like it's, you have to know what you're signing up for. If you want to get into it. Yeah. I think social media is, you know, it's 24 seven and you know, you touched upon that, you know, you can schedule content and post it, but you still have to monitor what's going on. Um, you know, and it's, you know, it's not unlike that in this industry as well. You know, a lot of people use social media off hours um, and, you know, conversations happen uh, when you're not quote unquote working. And, you know, I think just by the sheer nature of social media, um, you know, you have to kind of be on all the time. Now that said, you don't have to be checking at 3 a.m., but you have to be mindful that conversations could have happened around your brands, you know, overnight. So you have to kind of look around for that and make sure, um, you know, that you're aware of that. So, you know, it's, it's funny, you bring up, you know, some of the, um, you know, the, the, the mindset of having to, to be on at all different types of times. Um, now, what have you, noticed with with the promotional products industry when it comes to that it's so far you know like i said it's, it's as you know it's only been a few months it seems like everyone's playing pretty nicely in the sandbox together now i spend a decent amount of time just observing right i'm going to use that word a lot here it's, it's what i do it's what i do best probably it seems like it's a lot of people doing a lot of the same thing and i think there's a challenge in innovation not to say that anyone's doing anything wrong, because I'm certainly not being critical. It's, it's mediums like this, right, where we go on this. And I think that's probably the best thing that you have going is just watching other people interact with other people. And hopefully we'll get there someday. It's, it's, I think it's day 74 today. So, I mean, it's, we've got a long ways to go. Oh, yeah, you're checking the boxes. You're, <laughs> you're going on the calendar and, and checking them off. I like that. Um, I, I so like to evaluate every situation 90 days at a time. That's a good, that's a good, you know, it, it, we, we poke fun of that, but to me, I think that's a good measuring stick as to how well you're doing, how far you've come. Um, so I wanted to talk to you a little bit about, um, you know, you have any experience in this industry before you, you entered it? Yeah, actually I do. Uh, inside the department, we have a budget through Adidas in the past life, and we kind of just had full reign to design and I guess, choose our own uniforms for our staff and ourselves. And well, I mean, I'm not gonna lie to you. I love sports apparel, like sports apparel is what I live in, right? It's like, 
track pants on and slides right now, it's all I wear, right? Unless, unless someone has to tell me to dress nicely, I'm coming in sweatpants and sneakers. You know what I mean? It's, uh, <laughs> we put together a few items. We had an Adidas rep come through and basically just designing the mock-ups actually on some of the jackets, polos, bags, gloves, helmet stickers, jerseys, all that stuff. So I was kind of doing a little bit of it before I even knew what I was doing. I just, I personally just wanted to have some dope swag to wear in a limited supply that no one else could have or the people that are on our team. And uh, believe it or not, a few weeks ago, we had an event and we were trying to get something done last minute. And I actually called up my guy, Chucky Brightlights is what I've nicknamed him. And uh, he came through and made us a few polos. So it was nice to uh, reach out and talk to him again. Right. So you, you had, you have an understanding of swag before you got in this industry, but now oh, yeah. that you're in this industry, now you, st- you sort of understand the impact and the breadth of this industry, you know, the, the $20 billion industry that the promotion products um, industry is, and you kind of, your, your mind is like, wow, like this is a lot bigger a deal than you, than you thought. Um, so, you know, you're, you're now in the industry now for, for 74 days. Um, what is your impression of the industry now that you've been here for 74 days? You know, it wasn't until the event week, we'll call it that. Was it two weeks ago? I'm, st- I'm, still, I'm still trying to recalibrate from Pacific time, but two weeks ago with ASI, obviously, and the other one in Vegas, CPAI, uh, yep. that painted a much broader picture for me. Like, wow, this is large, to say the absolute least. I mean, it's a, it's a machine itself. And after just seeing that many people, that many suppliers, distributors, everything all in one centralized place, it's okay. I have a, we've learned a lot. I've lot, we've gone over a lot, but we have a lot more to go over because I will not consider the training complete until I know every nook, cranny everywhere. Yeah. And, and at the trade shows is where you kind of get a lot of the knowledge and, and understanding of what goes on in this industry. And it's been so difficult the last two years having to deal with, you know, trade shows being shut down, um, not being able to get together because, you know, at its core, this is this is an industry of relationships and networking and people getting together and, you know, physical products. So it's great that, you know, you're here for less than three months and you're already getting out to trade shows. You know, that's going to help your education and, and understanding of this industry. Um, so. It's a, it's a complicated industry, Mike. Now, I'm not going to yeah. sugarcoat that. I've been here for 15 years. And when I first started, I was completely floored at what was going on. It's B2B. I didn't understand it. I came from the news industry. Um, so, you know, it took a little bit of time for me to get up to speed to, to hit the ground running because it, it was challenging. Now, I didn't have the educational resources available to me in 2007. What are you doing other than attending trade shows to get up to speed and um, educate yourself? Honestly, it, it would be wild of me not to mention the, the Mozilla family. The Mozillos have rolled out the red carpet treatment, and that's putting it lightly. I am, I am at Vera Mozilla's office two, three times a week, and we are going over everything. I mean, it's, I think it's safe to say that PR and social media now is just such a high profile department, right? Let alone realm. It's, you really have to be educated in it. And she has taken the time. Our CMO, Billy Joe, has done the same. And I, I use the term holding my hand. And it's truthfully what it is. And just walking me through. And if I don't understand something, it's, it's okay. Like, it's, it's totally, totally okay. 
we both knew the two parties knew exactly what they were getting into with with entertaining the idea of an outsider and i owe it all to them i mean i i lack nothing i have all the resources i need and the energy here is nice like it, it actually feels nice to have a nice quality of living not to, you know don't get me wrong winning these is great and fun nice i'll never you know forget right but it's nice to hear you're doing a good job every now, now and then you know right. what i mean like the first time they said it i was like what kind of game is that but no they're just genuinely good people and we're here to have some fun right right and that's good that you know they're taking you under their wing and they're trying to make sure that you understand everything before you get out there and you know applying what you've learned um because i think you know the knee-jerk reaction is hire somebody to do social media in this industry and then put them in the deep end and, and let them sink or swim chances are they're gonna they're gonna sink because they don't have a grasp of the industry itself now um we, we you just mentioned social media um you've been here for three months what is your impression of the social media game in this industry from what you've been able to to gather so far so i think similar to like what you mentioned is i did not come from this business to business sales background and i see a lot of that on social and i don't necessarily interact with those things i try to you know just watch and observe it as i have never personally in my career being an internet user bought something because of someone just tweeted something out or doing it that way but i think that there's down the road a way to improve that and make it better now and i say that openly as an outsider and i'm uneducated that looks to become educated that doesn't really catch me just maybe because i'm not in that position but i think that down the road there will be a way to really really sell on social yeah i agree i think you know you're what you're going to see is is a lot of people doing social media wrong and yeah. they still do it and i preach against it selling on social media hard selling i mean sales sheets you know that kind of stuff doesn't work um you know and and the knee-jerk reaction is when you see that it's like oh they're doing it wrong they don't they don't know what they're doing a lot of people don't know what they're doing but there are a lot of people in this industry who know how to use social media um you know know the right formula know how to to network with each other to create relationships um to get to know one another um trust each other and that's a lot of that is happening in, you know, Facebook forums. They're 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 happening on, you know, any type of social media where you can kind of jump into someone's, um, you know, messages and talk to them about, you know, providing solutions to their to their problems. So that stuff does go on, and I'm impressed every day from the stuff that I see and the people that I interview um, in this industry on how they're embracing and how far they've uh, come since I started in this industry, because when I started in 2007, it really wasn't even social media. So, you know, a couple of years later, you know, obviously, um, you know, the businesses all took off with, with social media, but now I see people doing some really good things in social media and it's, it's really nice to see now, can we do, can we be doing better for sure? And that's kind of where this podcast comes in. You know, I tried to help educate, um, you know, our users, um, this industry on how they can use social media to their benefit. So do you, I got to ask you about, you know, now you're working for Proforma. Um, you know, I, I want to know, like, do you have any big plans for the Proforma accounts? I think that's something we're just going to have to sit back and all watch and wait. I think that, and I use this reference a lot, 
when I do figure this out and I feel comfortable swimming in that deep end, I will, I will raise my hand and we will put the, the pedal to the metal. It's time, right? No different than building relationships, building a business. Social is business and social is relationships. So it's the second I can promise you this. You'll be, you don't have this. I'll, you'll be the first person I tell. When I figure it out, when I figure out what we're going to do big, like, big picture, big plan wise, it will, it will click and it will make sense. It's, it's adjusting. It's learning the audience. That's another thing too, because I mean, I could do social for sports and entertain with my eyes closed. This, not so much, but you know, the same thing I told Greg Mazzola at the Christmas party. If it was easy, it would be boring. And this is not, you know what I mean? This is fun. I'm enjoying learning a new skill set and a different language. It's, it's challenging, Mike. Yeah. Mike, I mean, yeah. this industry is challenging. Like ASI holds a, a completely different, um, you know, position in this industry than Performa does. Performa, you know, you guys are a distributor. Um, you have franchisees. ASI provides products and services for distributors, suppliers to get together to do business with end buyers. Like um, I, I know that ASI, you know, being at ASI and doing the social media is a challenge. Every day I'm looking for new and interesting ways to, to do social media. And it's not unlike that for you with performance. It's going to take you a little bit of time. But when you find out and you have some ideas, I want to hear them. Yeah. I mean, people will ask me, you know, tips, tricks, questions, all that. And I'm more than happy to answer. And nine out of 10 times, people are looking to grow the business the front facing side of it, right? On media, right? And I'll ask them immediately, how much time do you spend on it a day? Most people say zero. Some people say sometimes, some people say before bed or when they're having the morning coffee. Okay, well, how about you just build in a 15 minute meeting? You have to use right. it, right? You have to use it. And then the second right. thing I do is I just say, you just have to use it again. You just have to keep playing with it. It's, it's, it's a toy. If you really think about it, that you can use correctly or incorrectly. It's up to you how you're going to use it. But unless you're a user, you can't just throw money at it or a job title at it and expect it to grow. There has to be, there has to be a connection. It has to be organic and authentic. I agree. And I think um, you touched upon it a little bit there. It's, it's trial and error, you know, to yeah. me, um, you, you can't worry about making mistakes. You have to make them and you have to learn from them. So, you know, we, I preach it, you know, about having a social media strategy plan all the time. You know, you consistently try new things, um, measure how you're doing, um, refine your plan based on your results. And eventually you're going to find out what works for you, what doesn't. Right. Um, exactly. It, yeah. So, so now I got to ask you about those two Stanley cup rings. Now you want two Stanley, you literally have yeah. two cup rings yeah. um, by being an employee with the Tampa Bay lightning. Yeah. Now, tell me a little bit about that experience. That must have been something. I'm a huge hockey fan. Um, I'm a Rangers fan. And to me, I feel like the, the Stanley Cup is the greatest trophy in sports. You know, the Stanley Cup rings are, are really synonymous with that as well. And, man, give us a little bit of a story about, about the whirlwind of emotions that you went through while, you, while that team was winning the Stanley Cup. It's, there's nothing more than I would love to do than talk more about that experience because it's, it's, I'm, I'm in Tampa. Like it's everywhere. This is a hockey city. Don't get me wrong. The bucks are good, but it's a hockey town. Don't ever let anyone try to confuse you there. I'm serious. People like the bucks because Tom Brady came. That's it. Um, 
the Stanley Cup weighs 34 and a half pounds. I've had the privilege to, to raise it a couple times. It weighs a lot more than that. It, it weighs, it doesn't as much as mass. It's you're missing weddings, you're missing birthdays, you're missing bar mitzvahs, sweet 16s, you're missing the birth of somebody, you're missing, I mean, I, have a, I had a boss that I worked for there and he got married and he had to fill the role and he still hasn't gone on his honeymoon yet. It is Ugh. a 24-7, 365, no matter what ordeal. And, you know, there's some teams out there that aren't as strong and competitive. They get to pack it in in April, okay? Right. They get right. to pack it in. You look, I know, I'm sorry for your listeners in Ottawa, but Ottawa can pretty much, you know, off the start of the season, pencil in the golf trips and the vacations in April because they're not doing anything. It's different when you're competitive. Like, you know that you actually know you expect to be in the playoffs and you expect to grind. And then you keep going and then you win another round and then you win another round. And then it's like, okay, we're here. Act, right. no, act normal, act normal, we're here. And there's a lot of sleepless nights. It's a lot of stress for sure. And it's, it's a lot, but you just kind of come back to the competition side of things. And if the players can do it, we can do it. Cause they're going through hell. Their right. bodies are getting crushed. I mean, there was a player on the Lightning last season that had to have like seven screws put in his knee in the Eastern Conference final. And he was on the ice skating like five days later. Yeah. You see yeah. that, you hear that. Like, it's not like these people are just godlike creatures. They're, they they pull into the arena in their car just like you do with the same walk that you take. It just, there's no police escort for us, right? It's Right, right. It's, it's so, a grind. So... Did you get this, your rings the same time the players got them or no? No, no, no. The players got theirs a, a little bit before we did. I would okay. say probably about a month or so. Actually, for for the first one, we got this when we were down 1-0 to the New York Islanders this past playoffs. Okay. And obviously, it was just a date that was picked, but it would have been a really uh, pretty lousy experience if we had not gone on to win that series uh and kind of jinxing ourselves right by issuing right. the rings but and the the second one we got uh not too much longer afterwards because i guess when they made the first ones they already had two designs ready i see okay <laughs> subtle flex but yeah they made two designs and they made the first one so it was a pretty quick process and you know i love them you know, it's funny it's like i'm actually in the market to buy a new car here pretty soon i'm looking quite frequently and financing all that nonsense right and it's like well Here's my brand new Tesla sitting here on my hand, but I'm not going to yeah, sell no. them ever because I love them. Yeah, I, I hope you don't have to do that. I see a lot of these um, these old ex-professional athletes who have to sell their rings to get by, you know, towards the end of life. But that's something that, you know, I would cherish for the rest of my life. I mean, that's that. I mean, congratulations to you. You know, you worked you know, for those rings and, and you earned them. And, you know, I think that's something special. Um, heirloom to hand it down to your kids or whoever you want. I mean, that's something, yeah. something really special. No, now, it's, uh, it's an unforgettable without a doubt. Totally. Now you're not going to be able to win any Stanley cup rings here in this industry. Um, but we do have, there are some connections to Stanley to professional teams. You know, I know a lot of the distributors, you know, work with some of the professional teams um, like, uh, BDA works with um, with the new franchise out in Seattle, the Kraken. Um, so yeah, I mean, there's a lot of great stuff that you know our industry does 
um, with a lot of the pro sports teams. So anytime you see, you know, professional swag, you know, there's a chance that, you know, it came from this industry. So before we go, you know, and I, you know, of course, want to thank you for your time today. Before we go, I want to ask you, you know, one last fun question. I could ask you, you know, a, a hockey question, but because we're on, you know, we're close to uh, the Super Bowl, I want to get your Super Bowl predictions and I'll give you mine as well. The Cincinnati Bengals. Come on, man. You're joking. Nobody can stop that that quartet of offense in Cincinnati right now. Jamar Chase is literally catching the balls with his eyes closed. You got T. Higgins on the opposite side. He was on my fantasy team. We won at another championship. And I really think that they have a solid run game. It's you have to score points in the playoffs. It's really that simple. Like you're not going to see the anomaly like that Patriots Rams Super Bowl that had like a total of like 13 three years ago. You have to put up numbers. Yeah. Hey, look. Do they have a good offense? Yes. Are they going to get past a team like the Bills or the Chiefs? I don't know. My my prediction is, and this was my prediction before the season started, and I'm still on track. I have Packers beating. The Bills. Now that to me, I feel like is, you know, I'm still proud of that pick because both of those teams are still yeah. around. But if I had to reassess during the playoffs, I'd still go with that. I still think Buffalo is going to go into Kansas City this weekend and destroy the Chiefs. I think they're going to, you know, blast them out of the water. I think Tennessee is going to be Cincinnati this weekend. Sorry to say. That's fine. Um, we'll talk about it later. Well, yeah, for sure. But I do think the Packers are, are really good. And I think, um, I think Rodgers has got something to, to prove this year, you know, especially since all the, he went through all that controversy. But anyway, um, you know, that's my prediction. And anybody has any predictions, go ahead and drop them in, in, in the comments. And, you know, we'll hold you to those, those predictions later after the Super Bowl. But, Mike, I really appreciate your time today. I've learned a lot from you. I'm glad that you're in this industry. You know, you bring a lot of energy for sure. You're bringing, you know, two Stanley Cup rings that – you know, you're always going to have over me, you know, I'm going to always be jealous of that. Um, and if anybody wants to get a hold of you, um, you know, feel free to, to let them know how right now. Yeah, absolutely. Uh, Twitter at Performa Mike, Instagram, Rose underscore. That's my nickname. I made that when I was 14. That's why it's a little childish, but Hey, it works. And I have no idea what my URL is on Facebook, but I'm pretty accessible. I, I try to be fun facing and, before we sign off, just I guess I can give a little tip to anybody on social learning to mute the word COVID. Mute it. Nothing good comes from it. Mute the word COVID. Yeah. It's uh, so toxic. Uh, yeah, we're we're done with COVID. Um, two years is enough. I think mute the word COVID. Yeah. Yeah. You can put that on the byline. Just mute the word COVID. It, it, it's it's a healthier online experience. Yeah, certainly, absolutely. I agree with you 100. percent Anyway, that was Mike Ross from Proforma. Mike, again, thank you so much for your time today. Thank you. All right. We'll see you next time on Social Angle.